Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia brings? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, to rethink? Can I do this? Well, your host, Hope Bill, understands. Diagnosed as an adult, she often believed she wasn't good enough. Fear and shame were her constant companion. Until she met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. Once again, welcome. This is part two, second episode in rambling. You know, I decided to look that word up, of course, after the fact. And it says on the internet, rambling is someone talking at length without any real substance. I found that really funny. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to defy that definition. But then I thought if you defy the definition, if you if you ramble with substance and purpose, maybe it's no longer rambling. But I like the title, so I'm going to keep it. Last week I shared with you that it was really important that we make decisions to invest in ourselves. Well, I wanted to continue with that train of thought. I wrote my dissertation on the emotional and social impact of dyslexia that has on children. Well, guess what? Children grow up and become adults. And if their social and emotional issues were not addressed as children, we as adults have scars and we we continue to have issues with our social and emotional development. We get stuck someplace. And then as adults, we, we continue to grapple and try to address this issue without really any guidance. We can get lost in societies needing to fix us, you know, making us feel very broken. I've been watching a lot of YouTubes lately. By the way, these YouTubes have been about adults with a disability and their focus is on inclusion and diversity. The message that I'm receiving is stop trying to fix me. I'm not broken. I am a person with a disability just as someone has a diagnosis of cancer or arthritis i'm a person first i just happen to have a learning disability so if you see someone and you think that there's something wrong with that person automatically you have failed to see the person as i was thinking about this show on rambling and where I really wanted to take it. I said to myself out loud, there is nothing wrong with me. I have a learning disability. I will always have a learning disability and there is absolutely nothing wrong with me. Now that seems counterintuitive because it's almost like how can you say there is nothing wrong with you and at the same time say you have a learning disability. Now Why that may be difficult for someone to say is this. Our brains from infancy has been trained to believe because we have a disability that indeed something is wrong with us. From the beginning, 
from our parents or our teachers to family members to friend that we need fixing and they put all of that energy and efforts and with with great sincerity and and funding and you name it to try to fix us yes we have improved those who receive remediation and can honestly say that they improved in skills and they are very grateful but as adults we still find ourselves believing we need to be fixed and we find it very hard to accept the truth that we are not broken people and we never was so please accept the truth and what i'm trying to say there is nothing wrong with us my declaration today to each of you I have a learning disability. I will always have this learning disability. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. <laughs> and to be honest with you, saying that, it's almost like two things colliding in the middle. And I think I'm going to have to say it often because how can I say there's nothing wrong with me? And how can I say I have a disability at the same time? And they both are true. And as liberating as that thought is, as that truth is, it's also kind of frightening because the ingrainedness in me, and I didn't even realize it was there. Oh my goodness, the Lord is so good to me. The Lord is so good to me because now I know he dropped that truth in my head. It didn't just come out of thin air. He dropped that truth in me. And I think about the text of scripture in Psalms 139. I, I knitted you in the womb. I, I made you. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. Yes, I allowed you to have a learning disability. But hope there is nothing wrong with you. That is such a weird <laughs> thought and feeling. I'm going to have to get used to that. And I'm going to tell myself. By the grace of God, this is the truth. Hope, I allowed you to have dyslexia, and there is nothing wrong with you. Amen. <laughs> it still sounds really weird. But I would say, unfortunately, some people will not say it. Some people, such as myself, will find it very uncomfortable to say that. But keep saying it, because it is the truth. The thought that I really don't need fixing that I'm really okay. I'm really going to have to explore that some more. Although, I recommend that you give us some thought in also making that declaration. Some of us will find it strange to say, I don't need fixing because being broken is directly associated with resources and services and support and finding resources are designed to help fix people with emotional physical disabilities so it's like am i it's almost like i have to decide i'm one or the other i'm either okay i don't need fixing or i have a disability it's like hope make a decision which one are you why can't i be both that's the amazing thing i can possess both in christ I really can. It's almost like I have to give up one for the other. You can't be both. 
And I'm going to let the Holy Spirit settle that truth in me. Today, I simply choose to believe the truth. And the Bible says, the truth shall make us free. And then, the more I think about it, I have to decide, do I really want to be free? And the answer is yes. I have been praying for that for a long time. You know, like I'm sure many people, you have sought to pray your disability away. Just Lord, just take it away. Well, this movement that's going on right now in the disability world, they're saying, I don't want it to be taken away. To, to want it to be taken away is an admission that something was wrong with me. And why can't I have a disability and be okay? Why can't I have a disability and the world does not decide that I don't belong? You know, it's, it's oh my goodness, this is just I'm taking my brain to another, <laughs> to another place. Oh, wow. This is just so liberating and frightening at the same time. The truth, I tell you, will move your brain cells. It's almost like my brain cells are kind of shifting and I'm trying to make sense of it. And at the same time, it's very exciting. And at the same time, I don't know what to do with the information. But I am so thankful for God that he put that truth in me that I can explore with him. Wow, this is so exciting. So what can we do? You know, we can define what is meant by I am not broken. I don't need fixing. And I think for each of us, we need to really grapple with that. With the with the aid of the Holy Spirit and really let the Lord start defining us in such a way we have not even thought of. Now, I can only speak for myself. You know, this is truly a new way of thinking, like I said before. It feels pretty radical. However, what this statement means to me is this. I am a person first who has a learning disability, and it's not going to go away. Yes, I can improve on certain skill sets because I want to do a certain task or I want to be a part of a certain ministry and that's normal. I mean, even if you do not have a disability and you want to do a job or you want to learn a craft or or skill, you go to school or you watch YouTube or you get some training to do that particular job. That's what people do. But what's interesting is if a person with a learning disability or a developmental disability do that, it's like you're doing that because something is wrong with you and you need to be fixed so that you can do a task or a job or an assignment. Oh, mind the way our minds think is mind-boggling. You know, it also says to me, I am unique because I am a person first. I'm not special. I'm not disabled. I have a learning disability and I am unique because there's only one of me. And my learning disability continues to shape 
me into a beautiful, strong, Christ-centered person. And I am determined to learn all I can about my learning disability because just as a person that's diagnosed with cancer learns everything about that diagnosis, just like a person who wants to learn French or a person that wants to learn how to draw, they learn everything about drawing and, and they quite often study people who are great artists or great painters. They study the person. They want to get to know that person. Well, having a learning disability is no different. It doesn't set me apart. It is not the means in which facilitates me being included. I'm already included. The exclusion is in my mind and it's in the mind of people out there. And I have gone along with the lie that I need to be fixed to be included. The Bible says, once again in Psalms 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am. That's the truth. I was also thinking about a text of scripture. And that text of scripture, I'm going to go to it. It's in John. No, it's in Matthew 5. No, let's start with John 1. John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. That is such a beautiful, beautiful passage. I'm going to tell you why. If you turn over to Matthew 5, starting with verse 14, it says, Ye are the light of the world. Now this is Jesus speaking. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You put those two passages and those two thoughts together. Jesus is the light. I am the candlestick. And here Matthew is saying, I am not to put the light, who is Jesus Christ, in my life under a bushel. When the light is put on a candlestick, it dispels the darkness in the room. The Lord has called me to be a candlestick in which he can put his light on. The light of Christ dispels darkness. It doesn't need a candlestick. 
Christ does not need a candlestick, but he wants a candlestick to put his light on. Because even if there is no candlestick, we find in Genesis 1-1, where he separated darkness and light, he didn't need a candlestick, but he wants us to be candlesticks so that he can put his light on. He wants us to take part in dispelling darkness. It's almost like when he puts his light on the candlestick, we become one. We become a whole, succinct, intricate part of each other. Because he says, ye are the light of the world. But yet he is the light. So for him to say that I am now a light of the world because his light is now on me, the candlestick, we have become one in this work. And because there's nothing wrong with Christ, then there's nothing wrong with me. Christ does not need fixing. But yet he takes that candlestick and he molds it and shapes it into that candle that, that works for him to be to put his light on. Because there are different shapes of candles and there's different colors of candles and different candles have different scents and different colors and different shapes. But yet it is a candle that God can put his light on. He says we are not to hide this light under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it shines and lights up the whole house. That house has two meanings. The Bible says that I am the temple of God and that light dispels the darkness within me. All of that emotional and social hurt places in me, the light will shine there and heal me. Light is very healing. But as the light dispels the darkness within, it starts shining without. The environment around me, the atmosphere around me becomes beautiful it becomes soft and it becomes enduring and it becomes attractive to those around me i am just really really thankful that the lord has not given up on me it was the lord that told me today hope there's nothing wrong with you and you know i'll be honest with you when he first told me that i didn't recognize it coming from God and then several hours later when I sat down at my desk to start working on this podcast the thought came back to me and then I realized that it was God had given me that gift that information and he wanted me to settle into it he he knew what my reaction would be that brain cells will start awakening up to what there's something wrong with me and he I imagine him getting rather tickled watching me trying to adjust my thinking to really just accept the truth wow I have a learning disability and there's nothing wrong with me only God can put that in me to say that you know it's nothing arrogant about it it's nothing prideful it's not a denial of my disability it's an acknowledgement of who Christ is and what he is doing in my life. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look at God. He is so amazing. So amazing. So I think I'm rambling enough. I will leave you with this. 
Whatever your disability is, someone was said, find a place in your life for that disability and put it in its place. I will also add that God has used it to make us unique. You know, if you were to ask someone that has a learning disability and they are in a, I would say they're in a different place, not a better place, but a different place. And if they was to just take a survey of their life, and the richness and the fullness and the people they have gotten to know and the things that they have gotten to do. They may tell you, I would not have it any other way because who I am with this disability has made me unique. And why would I want anything different? If I was to give this rambling a title, I would say, I have a learning disability and I'm okay. Or I will title it to say, I have a learning disability and I'm not broken. God has done more for me today in telling me that than I have, I don't know, wow, than I have experienced in a very, very long time. I think I've come full circle. I, I really do. I think I've come full circle in... The fact that he has healed that angry little girl in me that didn't know why she wouldn't, couldn't learn, why learning was hard, why I was born at a time when the disability laws were just coming into focus. And at the time, it, it didn't include learning disabilities. There was just this focus on you know, people that had intellectual disabilities at the time. You know, they had to start somewhere. Why my teachers did not notice or question why why I wasn't making the grade. And how I actually graduated from school without even knowing how to read. That's mind-boggling. It, it really is. The Lord dropping that thought, that truth in my mind is very, very healing very telling and very healing and I am going to really 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 give that some attention I want to say it from a place of real conviction you know is right now is it's in that emotional part of my head right now and I'm going to let the Lord shift it to that that frontal lobe <laughs> where information is really processed until it is really real to me until it doesn't sound foreign on my lips until there is no anxiety about it both of those truths standing beside each other becomes that candlestick you know the lord says hope there's nothing wrong with you and then there's a the candlestick that says i have a learning disability and the Lord sets himself on top of that candle and it infuses himself in me. There's nothing wrong with me. I have a learning disability and there's nothing wrong with me. Because I have the light of the world who is Christ in me. And there's nothing wrong with me. Wow. I will close by saying, if you are still struggling with the social and the emotional impact of your disability, what we're really struggling with is society's 
thoughts and feelings and decisions about learning disabilities and how it has been infused into our psyche. Give yourself permission to let that go. Give yourself permission to be who you are. You don't need fixing because you're not broken. Give yourself permission to tell yourself the truth. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Give yourself permission to be that candlestick in which God can set his light on himself. Give yourself permission to let that light, the light of Christ in you, light those dark places in you and then light the world around you. Give yourself permission to do that because you and I are loved, so profoundly loved by God. And he has always known what was best for us. And he has always done what was best for us. Unfortunately, we have often gotten in the way, but it's never too late. It is never too late. As long as you have breath in your body, it is not too late to say, I have a disability. I'm not broken. I don't need fixing because I have the light of Christ in my life. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Making Room for More. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to making more room for Christ in their life today.